Hello and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff and as always this is my husband E. Hello. And today is day 18 of Bourbon and Banter's 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge and of course Bourbon Heritage Month. I hope all of you are having an enjoyable Bourbon Heritage Month and you are using your collection to its fullest. And we are starting day 18 with Old Ezra 101. Which is a discontinued product. Yes. We do apologize for uh, <laughs> uh, focusing a little bit on some discontinued products, but just know that, that these products are still technically out there. Yeah, they are on the shelves. And if you look in the right places, you will be able to find them. So don't be too disheartened that we're talking about clearly discontinued products. Yes. Um, this particular product we were able to pick up at uh, one of the ABCs in North Carolina, which, for those of you who aren't aware, North Carolina is a control state, which means all of the liquor stores are run by the state government. And they are all the same prices throughout the entire state. Which is both a blessing and a curse. Yes. Which... I personally do not support that. And I'm sure that there are many, many, many out there who agree that that is a horrible way for things to be run. Yes. Well, I mean, on the one hand... You're not going to get gouged on prices, but on the other, it's going to be significantly harder for you to get rarer things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so yeah. Pick your battles. Yep. Um, this is a uh, seven-year product. I'm not sure if we already mentioned that. It Yeah, this ha is a seven-year age state, and we... Do we want to mention how much we got this for now, or do you yeah, want to save no, that to the end? No, we can go ahead and mention it. Okay. Well, while we were in North Carolina, we picked this up for eleven ninety nine. So yes, that's right. Old Ezra one oh one was picked up for eleven ninety nine, which makes this a gloriously bottom shelfed product. Yes, and when we get into the review, we'll find out if it is really worth the eleven ninety nine or <laughs> if. Yeah, it's maybe worth a quite a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Luxco owns this, but they do not distill it. This is a product that is distilled or was distilled by Heaven Hill. Yes, it is one of the ones that they contracted out. Um, it is a charcoal filtered product. And what is the mash bill, E? The mash bill on this particular one uh, follows right along with the other Heaven Hill rye based products. Uh, bourbon mash bill, which is 78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% malted barley. All right, that sounds pretty, um, you know, ideal for Heaven Hill products. Yeah. So I'm, I assume this might be somewhere close to a lot of their other bottom shelf products. This is true. And I guess uh, we will be right back with some nosing and tasting to see if this seven year old 101 proof bottom shelf offering really holds up to its price. All right, see you in a minute. Okay, and we're back with uh, Old Ezra 101, and what do you get on the nose right out the gate, E? Uh, okay, so it is a very forward cherry, like that deep, rich cherry fruitiness. Mm -hmm. And there is a good kind of toasty oakiness. It's a little more charred oaky to me, but I'll yes. Give you that. No, 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 I'll give you that. I think the char is there, because there's also a little bit of smokiness to it. Yeah, and I dare say um, a 
dark sweetness, almost brown sugary. Yes. The longer it sits here and the longer I nose it, the, the more stronger and sweeter that, uh, that brown sugar note kind of comes out. And as I'm just going back in over and over again, um, I'm starting to pick up a little bit of faint, like, roasty nut <laughs> that you would expect <laughs> to get from, surprisingly enough, Heaven Hill. Yes, there is a very faint kind of toasty, roasty nuttiness. Like, you've just warmed the nuts a little bit, not, like, dirty mind. Bad. <laughs> I said nothing. I'm just here smelling this bourbon. You guys can't see this, but he got the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> it smells good. What can I say? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go in. Yes. So, yeah. brown, brown sugar and yeah. oak. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Are the two main things that just but come out like, of me. But not like, not normal oak, like char oak. Because there is yeah. definitely some yeah. smokiness to this. There, there is a good amount of barrel influence. Yeah, not peated smokiness, but just like, like burnt wood. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, it's, it's yeah. not ashy no. at all. No, not at all. Mm. And yeah, that brown sugar is definitely there. And it's um, a little bit bitter, almost tannic from the wood. It is tannic and it is slightly sour, but nothing that is overly off-putting. I'm getting a little bit of... So the cherry doesn't translate from the nose to the mm -mm. palate. No. But more of a, a dark fruit, almost uh, either plum or raisin. That's. I think it's more raisiny than anything. I can give you that. Ooh, don't breathe out into the cup. It will get back <laughs> at you. Woo! I guess that's the, it, it kind of bit you a little bit. <laughs> I breathed out too close to the cup and it like attacks my eyes. Oh, Lord. And that finish, that brown sugar and char. Mm -hmm. There is a little bit of kind of grainy bitiness, though. Would you say like the rice spice yeah. bitiness? Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, you can tell that this is not like a weeded bourbon mm -hmm. because of that, that grainy spiciness. Yeah. I definitely agree there. There is a, a heavy brown sugar and like grain finish. Uh, I mean, I like it. it I, I think that for what this is, you really can't go wrong. No. For a seven-year-old, 101 proof that costs like the same as Jim Beam White Label. I mean, for this kind of a price, I dare say... Since I will just throw out my thoughts on this, mm -hmm. it qualifies as a clear the shelf. Yeah, absolutely. Like not just have multiples on your on your bar, but go to the store and buy them out. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a fantastic um, bottom shelf option. It's a shame that they discontinued it. I agree entirely, and. I almost want to take a weekend trip back up and see if we can <laughs> find more. Hope we can get more. Yeah. If not, we'll just stop in North Carolina at that really good, or not North Carolina, excuse me, we'll stop in South Carolina at that really good barbecue place yes. and like have a good weekend. Yes. Three Pigs Barbecue yes. in Columbus. Yes. If, uh, if you're in that area, good Lord Almighty, if you want a fantastic Southern barbecue sit down, uh, go there. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I agree. Clear the shelves. This is great. I would keep this on my shelf and I would buy more if I ever saw it. Like if we're in the wild doing our hunting in the various states, if I see this, I'm buying it. Yeah. Realistically, if you can find this for, I'd say under $30, that's 
For taste, yes, I would go as far as that. If you can find it for under 30, preferably under 20. Under under 20, it's buy all day long. But mm -hmm. I think that if you have none between 20 to 30, this is right up there. I would say yeah. this is as good, if not a little bit better than Knob Creek even. Yeah. Better than the Knob Creek base option. That's what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was about to say, there are some beautiful Knob Creeks that I would argue against Oh, no, that. if we're talking about, like, the older age-stated Knob Creek, which was just glorious, or even the single barrel, which is an entirely different price point. Yeah. No, but, but no, the, as a, the basic bottom shelf. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. This is definitely yeah. better. And, and that one retails at 26 to 29 And I will say, for a bottom shelf Heaven Hill product, this is fantastic. Because Heaven Hill has some not so fantastic bottom shelf products. I will disagree with you on that one. Okay. I think that Heaven Hill has two categories. Like they are the king of bottom shelf, and they do really well at the the top shelf market. For me, their weakness is mid tier. Okay. Because they have all of the bottled and bond options, which are all sub twenty, and they just are fantastic offerings and then they have things like the um the old fitz bottle and bond decanter series which okay but going back to the bottom shelf there are quite a few like the white labels uh especially the the one that took over after the the bib was discontinued currently the non-age stated version of it that's not all too great and there's a lot of hate that that gets oh the the 80 proof version yeah yeah no that one has always been garbu and that's a bottom shelf heaven hill yeah but they also do a lot of and that's not i'm not taking i'm not taking away <laughs> from the fact that they do great but they have some total crap options everyone has some total crap and options. this is great this is a great no, bottom uh, shelf of, product of their bottom shelf offerings we can both agree that this one is fantastic <laughs> right yes i okay. promise i'm not cool. trying to poo poo on them yeah, <laughs> you're I, getting so defensive i mean they have like old ezra or they yeah they have um they have uh jw dant yeah I know. evan williams white label yeah yeah 1783. Yeah. They they are monsters on the market. Yeah. They have holy crap hundreds upon hundreds of products. Like they own nearly everything, really. Let's be let, let's be let's be honest. Like they got a lot. You go into the liquor store and like half of what you're seeing is possessed by Heaven Hill in some fashion. Even some Florida exclusives are literally just sourced Heaven Hill products. You mean like the Tom Sims? Yes! Which is also bottom shelf. Yes! <laughs> so... <sighs> this yeah. has been fun. <laughs> yes. I definitely, I definitely have some love and appreciation for Heaven Hill. They are the IKEA of the bourbon and whiskey, uh, you know, lines, because everything is either really expensive or really cheap. And sometimes the really cheap stuff can be absolutely great, and sometimes it can be utter crap. A yes, the the the, flu <laughs> the, the Flugendorf of bourbon. <laughs> okay, <sighs> so can we agree that Old Ezra One Hundred and One is a product that we would? Always keep on ourselves if we can. Absolutely. Do we agree that people should find this and buy it? Yes. Okay. Here's the next question. 
I know where you're going and I have no clue whatsoever. <laughs> I think I might have an idea. I okay. will be right back. Yeah, so he's walking over to see if there's anything that's possibly comparable for this. That's where we were going with this. So what I grabbed that I feel is a comparable product to old Ezra 7 is Fighting Cock. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a 103 proof Heaven Hell product. Yes. And, you know, you can't go wrong with a little Fighting Cock in your mouth. <laughs> I'm still gonna have to tag this as explicit. Or you just cut that line out. <laughs> No, screw it. I'll keep it because it's amusing. So sorry if that offends you guys. But we, we've been trying to keep these clean. But let's be real. We're not clean people. <laughs> well, we're clean, but our minds are dirty. <laughs> but yes, uh, Fighting Cock, if you can find it, is around 18 to $20 mm-hmm. and has a pretty decent distribution. Yeah. And flavor-wise... 98, 99% of what Old Ezra is. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's just, uh, it's missing a little bit of the the higher brown sugar hits, and it's a little bit more bitey, but other than that, it's it's pretty close. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to add to this? I don't think I've got anything to you. No, I don't think so. Okay, so I'll take us out. As always, please do check me out on Instagram at username bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. And please remember that if you support this podcast for the month of September, all money donated will go straight to charity at the end, as per Bourbon and Banter's uh, 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge. And, E, it's your turn now. And remember, bourbon is meant to be shared. <laughs>